I appreciate all of you guys sticking it through with us, um, creating great conversation, and most importantly, getting to know each other and continuing to build our community because um, just look around. These are the people that are going to be here to help you when, uh, when shit gets hard, basically, okay? Um, so for our last talk, we have Miss Jasmine, who is going to facilitate. Hi, so I'm Jasmine. Um, I'm in my first year right now in, in my, do, doing my master's degree at CSU East Bay. Before that, I was, I was at San Diego studying. So I, had, I was out there for five years and I was working on my communications degree. And basically during my time out there, I was in the TV and film club. And what I did out there was basically, I did a lot of documentaries that had to do with like social issues regarding um, the students in my in my campus, just because like the the climate at UC San Diego is not the best. <coughs> One of the issues that had happened before I got there was called the Compton Cookout. I don't know if any of you are aware of, of that, but basically, it was a situation where one of the fraternities they had um, they had sent out an invite, and it was basically it was like a white fraternity, and it was like to emulate like what a party would be in Compton, and so basically like the the invite was. It was pretty racist, like it was stereotypical. And after that, there was like a series of like protests and stuff that, that were happening with the, with the fraternity. And basically after that, um, the school basically just like swept it under the rug. Like they didn't talk about it. Like it was just something that didn't happen, even though BSU was pushing for like demands and things of that sort, but like nothing had happened. And so during my time there, I basically worked on a documentary that, um, that focused on like the students that were hurt because of that. And um, so they got a chance to like talk about like their side of the story, and now they're using the documentary and the courses out there. So then after that, <laughs> so after that, I came back. I'm from the Bay Area, so I was born and raised in Hayward. And after that, I came back out here, and I continued doing that. So like whenever there's like protests or like anti-police brutality, or just like what's going on with like the border and things like that, I would be at the protest documenting. And last year, I was able to showcase some of my photos, because I also do photography. So I do um, video and photography. And last year, um, some of my photos were showcased at Google. And it was basically just like showcasing the border from like the, the Tijuana side. And um, I also was showcasing my photos from, from, the, um, from the protests that were happening mainly in downtown Oakland. And since then, I've, just been, I've been volunteering at the Youth Enrichment Service, Youth Enrichment Services Center at Hayward, and I've just been working with the youth. Um, a lot of the youth that I've been working with, they're, they're, um, they're in continuation school, so it's a lot of kids that are basically like just going through a lot of things. And I've been like doing pro bono work with them, like doing photos for their, their senior pictures, like the community events that they're a part of. So I just try to be as involved as I can. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all about me. Um, so the people that we will have today is Courtney, Dana, John, Chance, and David. So if all of you could come up. So since they're recording, I'm gonna need you all to speak into the mic. Um, so I'm gonna pass the mic right now and all of you can just like introduce yourselves, like what are you doing and basically why are you here? My name is Courtney Smith. I'm an entrepreneur, uh, and I have a basketball brand. 
my name is John De Los Angeles. Um, I'm a communications director for uh, AFSCME Local 3299, which is uh, the University of California's largest employee union. My name is Dana Avent. Um, I own a restaurant in Fairfield, California, main event catering, right outside of Travis Air Force Base with my lovely husband over here. And we've been open since October 2016, so going on about two years. And um, we specialize in, in catering and soul food. So if you're ever in Fairfield, come by and check us out. <clears throat> David Gonzalez. Um, I met Raina at Sac State. Uh, digital media is what I do. Merge marketing strategies. Is, I'm a co-owner of the company in Sacramento. If you guys ever need any uh, media-related uh, video editing, blogs, shameless plug, right? Um, but yeah, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, and um, here you go. My name is uh, Chance Moses. I currently also work in the digital marketing space. Um, I'm currently finishing up my master's program at Cal State East Bay with uh, Raina and a lot of other people in this room, and uh, also a member of Alpha File for Fraternity Incorporated. Also, co-founder of DreamScope, uh, starting a digital marketing agency. Uh, my partners, Chris and Patrick, are also in the back there. So we'll be working with Mocha um, with the upcoming marketing objective. So. So this panel is going to focus on like digital media literacy. So for the first question, and anybody can answer this, um, how can people be empowered to create digital media as a tool to realize skills, strengths, and potential businesses? That's a good question. Um, I think the panel before us did a really good job of uh, projecting that too. Um, I heard that there are some artists uh, spoken word and when you're doing digital media, what you're doing is you're taking your art form and you're putting it online for everyone to see. So whatever it is that makes you passionate, whatever it is that makes you tick, whatever um, skill you have, uh, using that to express yourself um, is a way to transition that online. And of course we wanna do that um, because right now our resume is, an, is online and a lot of people, job, as somebody who hires people, uh, interns, um, full-time employees, one of the things we do is we do look online. And so, um, yeah, just using that transition of uh, putting your art, putting yourself out there is uh, one of the things that we do for that. Anyone else? Um, you know, um, I think it's important to uh, recognize what digital media is today. Um, I'm sure many of you who have turned on the television know that there is uh, a dying news media out there, right? Um, particularly with our local news media. And so uh, digital media is important in the sense that uh, it is actually filling the void of how we uh, perceive reality, right? Our consumption of you know, video content, uh, print content, this is how we know what is real in the world. And so, uh, you know, particularly with local media, uh, individuals are now stepping in uh, on social media, uh, creating their own um, you know, uh, independently produced content 
to actually now beginning to begin to uh, inform our communities um, as a source of local news because that is is uh, you know what's really struggling out there. So, in terms of you know what folks can do to uh, empower themselves, um, you know I think the first step is understanding uh, the new importance of digital media and using that uh, to actually put our communities and our, our uh, you know our local endeavors uh, on a platform, right? Recognizing that uh, you know most people actually do get um, you know what's going on in their community from you know the friends and the family that they follow on Facebook, right? And so understanding the power of that and making sure that we uh, take advantage of it is is utterly important. Anybody else want to say anything? Yeah, I think the best way I can describe like. Uh, basically how digital media, how it impacts us today is I think one of the main things it did was cut out the gatekeepers to a certain degree. So uh, a lot of what we discussed even in our grad school classes about if you're an artist, how a lot of times back in the day you had to go to a record label to get your music heard. Or if you're a movie director, you know, you had to have Hollywood pick up like one of your um, pilots or whatever the case may be. But now that like a resource like YouTube where you can just go and upload your own video on there. Um, let's say, for instance, you might be want to start a new TV show. I've seen a lot of webcast series that you can promote via YouTube and gain a following, and that could be maybe somebody could see it on YouTube and it just creates a following from there. And also in terms of music now, where a lot of artists you see don't even need record labels anymore. They go directly to YouTube, they upload their music, even SoundCloud. So um, I feel like uh, new digital media helps you circumvent a lot of the obstacles that were in the past. So. So for the second question, digital media such as video games, social networking, and virtual performance spaces is transforming how we teach and learn. How can evolving digital media environments transform learning environments? I think not to d discredit college because college is important, but a lot of times when uh, you want to learn a skill, it's the same transition as you talked about with artists, is you don't necessarily have to go to um, Cal State East Bay to learn how to edit video or to uh, design on uh, Adobe Illustrator or Photoshop. You can jump on YouTube and look, take a tutorial. Uh, and so a lot of times uh, we, we have a fixed mindset on that when uh, you know, a lot of skillful people have just learned self-taught by looking at videos and reading books or looking at other types of media that's, uh, that's interactive, and it's never been that way before. So um, I think shifting the mindset around uh, structured learning environments can make this next generation more fluid when it comes to learning because you have access with your phone on the way to school. You could be looking at a tutorial and buy seven o'clock that night, you may, you may be a third grade version of knowing how to uh, edit something. So uh, having that mentality is important. Just to kind of piggyback on what you were saying and kind of to add to the, the academic portion of this for y'all in the back. Um, you know, I think it's important to recognize um, that, you know, um, there's, a, there's, a, there's an idea called multiple intelligence theory. And it says that uh, you know we all hold different intelligences um, depending on the things that you know um, you know our experiences, what they play up on, um, 
for example, um, you know, education in the past has traditionally focused on uh, verbal and mathematical skills, but there are uh, spatial intelligences, there are artistic, musical intelligences, and these are things that are not, you know, really, um, you know, for uh, folks in the education system these days, um, you know, the traditional modes of learning, textbooks, don't always cater to those different intelligences. And so when I think digital media, I think, damn, what a time to be alive right now because we can create so much different content that can kind of uh, reach uh, out to these students that have been left out, right, with videos, with, uh, with memes, with everything that we now see that we just think is trash on Instagram actually is an is a avenue for us to begin to start reaching out and connecting with folks who have been left, left out uh, traditionally in education. I think one important fact too is that digital media levels the playing field. It really uh, gives everyone access to the same information. Uh, uh, years ago, if you went to Princeton or Brown or Yale, you were able to get a certain type of, of education. And that information was not, you know, maybe not taught at the schools maybe down the street. Or maybe even you go to preschools, there's private schools that have certain, you know, um, teaching tools that. Um, other schools won't have in you know uh, the suburbs and uh, the internet really gives you access to those tools as a community and I think that uh, people of color especially um, are doing a great job of utilizing those online tools to teach ourselves and to educate ourselves and that's going to be what's important for us next so now we're educating ourselves we see what's going on this is not fair and now we can uh, elevate our reality so So going off of that, um, can anyone explain the importance of technology and why people of color should insert themselves into the digital space? So um, just in my time in digital marketing, what I learned is basically like how much people are paying to market to you, and I say specifically our community. So just in my, uh, you know, in my profession, you'd be surprised how many companies pay for email addresses, income, where you live, uh, what kind of car you drive, how many kids you have, and they use all that information to actually um, to market to us. So a lot of times you might see an ad just pop up on your phone. Um, it's not random. It was a lot of work and a lot of science that went into that. So I feel like if we understand our power from a consumer aspect, um, we can make a lot of changes. I know there's been a lot of events going on, like H&M, uh, Gucci was like a recent one, where uh, a lot of people feel like, obviously, um, these businesses don't care about us or we don't matter, but in reality, we really have a lot of um, consumer power uh, to make the differences in terms of what they're uh, generating and what they're creating. And I think if we understand that us as consumers, we're being marketed to every day and they do value and want our money, then I feel like um, that's really important just for people of color to know. Uh, to add to that, it's, um, it cuts through the middleman, right? Because African-Americans, they spend $1.6 trillion a year. So of course people want that money. And so you have focus groups and people spending millions of dollars to understand how do black folks in the hood think? How do black folks in the hood talk? What colors do they like? What things that turn them on that will make them convert so that they can purchase? But if we are the culture, 
then then we don't we don't need a focus group because we are the focus group. So if you have that courage to d dive in, start jumping in the space because you're more valuable than you think just by being black, just by being from the hood, just by knowing what the culture is. And so, um, and I used to work for these firms in between companies, and they they salivate in trying to figure out how I can get this kid to press to press click and convert them. So um, the more black folks that are in the space, the more people of color that are in the space, then then we start controlling the narrative um, because we have better data. We have better data because we are them. We are it. Um, you know, in my work, um, so I, I mostly uh, focus on uh, public relations work, right? And, and like I was touching on before, the news media is dying. Our communities have no way to communicate to the larger public, uh, you know, without the news media. And so, you know, the importance of uh, you know people of color in particular inserting themselves into this narrative—that that is why digital media is so important, right? Um, you know, because uh, the news media that is left is dictated by a very few select group of people. And I'm gonna tell you what. Most of those people don't see things from our point of view, and so you know the narrative that gets established is oftentimes stereotypical, right? And so it's really important for our uh, communities to uh, really insert themselves in that narrative, um, whether it be through social media, whether it be through paid media like the brother over here was talking about, or maybe it's earned media. You know, um, and like what I do is is talking to reporters and making sure that they understand things from this other side of the story, right? By making sure that we insert ourselves in that way, we can begin to produce a more uh, productive narrative, uh, particularly around what's going on uh, politically in our communities, right? Because oftentimes they get it wrong. And so it's for that, uh, on that point, it's, it's incredibly important for us to insert ourselves into that narrative uh, through these new avenues with digital media. So how do I go about learning more digital me media skills that can help me get an entry level position in your industry? In our particular industry? Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, when I'm looking at uh, interns or paid positions, we go to, uh, we look at their resume and some of the things that immediately we look for, do they have any certifications? And there's uh, certifications are often costly, and you know when you pay five hundred dollars to get that cert, is it's only good for that one specific job. And if I don't get that job, I waste five hundred bucks, right? But the cool thing about the internet is there's a lot of free certifications. So there's HRCI, there's Google Analytics uh, certifications and digital media, which are are huge. If you can uh, align yourself with a company like Google or um, there's Amazon certifications. Um, just being able to, well, I have this cert from uh, you know, Google Ads, and so that, that established me on this, this group pool of employees, you know, this elite group where, wow, there's, you know, if you're looking for somebody who, who wants ads in Google, you know, you're gonna pick from this pool of people. So um, reaching out to the um, various resources online, finding those free resources, uh, reaching out to people in your network, um, just really trying to uh, pick their brains as far as, you know, um, not just, you know, a certification, but there's professional skills, 
you know, uh, when you when you meet people and you're doing business with them, maybe you're sending sending uh, follow up emails. People understand that you know, thank you cards. Little things matter when it comes to doing business and uh, being professional. Um, sending a resume, resume, making sure you you answered each question. You know, sometimes you know uh, somebody might have answered uh, one out of the three questions. And you're like, okay, if they can't follow these instructions, what can they, you know, what else can't they do? So really just be meticulous um, to whatever it is you're trying to get to, uh, reach, trying to get those free resources, and um, just uh, actively, you know, being resilient. Um, don't take no for an answer. So, so I just want to piggyback off what you said, you know, all those things are very important, uh, certifications. I think also in terms of knowledge, it's just having a good understanding at the history of media. So obviously, you know, media didn't start with the iPhone. So I feel like it's very important to go back and learn a lot. So even as something as simple as learning how media started, how at first people just got information from a newspaper and how that worked its way up to the radio, then television. I feel like understanding that timeline gives you a great foundation of how we got to where we are today. And I feel like though that basic knowledge and skill set will really propel you um, for your next step. So uh, to add to that, um, a is just a basic level of professionalism. You don't even have to have every single tool. You just have to first have the basic tools uh, of professional and punctuality, just knowing how to show up on time. And B, being willing and open to learn and having the ability to say, mm, I don't know how to do that, but I'm willing to learn. And, that, and, and sometimes that's, that's hard to find because, you know, through our trauma, our egos is protecting us and it's so like, I don't wanna look like I'm wrong or making a mistake, but really that's a valuable tool because we got so much training material. And I'm, we're looking for some digital um, marketing people and interns, so if, you, if you're looking to get in that space on the intern level, come holler at me because we're trying to build, we're building that, that group. Um, and, and it's not, because y'all own it anyway, y'all own social media anyway, and you can become professional at social media and when it's come time to like investigating or, or trolling somebody you're trying to do some research on, you know, you become professionals real quick. <laughs> so, I just want, you know, we can use that same level um, to help us grow our brand. So, um, so you don't got to necessarily have a specific certification because you can learn on the tools on the job for us. And just to, I mean, not to part ways from the group here, um, but at the end of the day, digital media is, is, is shared through social media. And the key word here is social, right? Social meaning people. And so, you know, we put an intense focus on all these digital skills, but at the end of the day, what we fail to see, that this is, these are people skills, right? And so, you know, to kind of touch back on what Raina was talking about when we opened the day, um, you know, learning about etiquette, um, understanding the audiences that you speak to, and, and just straight up having, uh, learning people skills because we hide behind our screens all day. I feel like, you know, my generation is losing people skills. Right, and so if we could, uh, I think that's a, something that we need to play up in, um, you know, uh, what we put in terms of requirements for, uh, you know, people entering the workforce, is to really understand people from, you know, a person-to-person -person interaction because that will translate into the way that you use digital media, and people will 
uh, you know, whether consciously or subconsciously, see that and, and, and take that in. Okay, so we're kind of an, on a time limit, so we're going to go with the last question. Um, is there any any projects that any of you are currently working on? <laughs> so uh, as I mentioned before, uh, I'm currently a co-founder of a company called DreamScope. And um, we're actually going to be working with Mocha here with a lot of their different marketing objectives, uh, whether that be digital, social, at a home. So um, I'm looking very forward to it. Um, you know, Nina, uh, as I got to know her over the years, I feel like we built a good relationship. So I'm looking forward to helping her uh, build Mocha uh, to where I think it could go. And I definitely have a vision for it. So looking forward to it. I know this is the Bay Area, but if, in case you guys are in Sacramento on uh, the 27th, I'll be speaking at Sacramento State's Degrees Project Redwood Room. So check that out. Check out our Instagram. You guys ever out there want to just get some inform information on digital media? We drop a lot of facts too. Um, so um, I feel like in the digital space, um, when you're on social media, what we try to do is not only get your business but educate others on uh, digital media. So. Um, it's a good, it's, we're all getting better, we're all educating ourselves, we all can learn something new, so um, subscribe to our page and our YouTube and all that. Uh, and one of the projects that I, I focus intensely on, um, you know, because today we're talking about digital media and, uh, you know, how empowering it can be because it's granting access to, you know, everyday individuals, but uh, oftentimes, um, you know, the power of that algorithm people uh, put uh, a lot of money into advertising online, like we were talking about earlier, right? And oftentimes that algorithm uh, can kind of push these individuals who don't have that money out of your feed, right? And so one of the projects that I'm working on currently is to uh, really work on um, earn, build up earned and owned media with um, our organization and using that um, the, the little advertising dollars that we have to amplify the earned media effect. For, so for instance, um, you know, have, uh, were many of you uh, familiar that Bernie Sanders was here in, is here in the state this week? Mm -hmm. Well, he started off um, out at UCLA um, walking the picket line with a bunch of striking workers on Wednesday, right? And so, uh, you know, I made, I worked to make sure that that was uh, placed, a story was placed in the New York Times, a story was placed in the LA Times, Story was placed in the SF Chronicle, East Bay Express. That's all free media. But then I was able to, instead of you know spending a thousand dollars advertising the work, I was able to take that free media, post it online, and only put a hundred bucks into it. And the it, it is amplified by that algorithm. So I'm starting to uh, working on a project to uh, you know build a model for uh, other communities to to. Uh, really implement in the in the way that they use social media to kind of get the word out further because um, again you know while social media and digital media is empowering oftentimes these advertising dollars crowd us out and so there are ways around that if we know how to game the system so to speak so um, it's not a specific project per se but I just I want to add this um, one component of my company is we do team uniforms for teams so uh, we do about a thousand teams a year, 
And so for every 50 teams we do, then we do one team uh, for free to a team that ain't got no money. So um, one way that you can help us is just refer us business, schools, high school, middle schools, because um, we were able to do about um, 30 schools across the U.S. that we were able to donate uniforms to who didn't have programs. And so the only way we can keep doing it is if we make money and make more money. Oh. So, so then, um, <laughs> so, it, so if, you, if, you know, if you know a school or you need, your school need uniforms, then tell them to come holler at us. Um, because over time it's going because because ninety percent of that mo that money that goes back it goes back into the community of color black folks hood schools Madison Middle School and in, in, um, in the hood or whatever and because you know to us we want them kids looking just as good as the kids in the rich neighborhoods and so we use their money <laughs> to to make uniforms for for hood schools. So. Dana, did you want to say anything? So, <laughs> so we have about five minutes of Q&A if anybody has questions. Monica. I have a question for Dana. Um, how does social media help your catering business since you opened in 2016, kind of in the boom of like Facebook and Twitter and all that? Like, does it help with getting more business or getting good reviews or something like that? It definitely helps. Uh, we have a great presence on uh, social media, and people are visual. So because we are, you know, food in the food industry, people like to see the food. So we post a lot of food pictures, and it just keeps going. So people, you know, wake up in the morning, you're hungry. You go to bed at night, you're hungry. So people are visual. So it, it really helps to see that as opposed to just uh, posting, you know, what we what we do, but if there's a picture or if there's an event that they can actually see, it it helps quite a bit, quite a bit. Thank you, Monica. <laughs> Dr. Brooks. Hi. Hey, well, first of all, it's great to see the, the future in front of us, you know, and around us here. So it's been a real privilege to be here today. So thanks for organizing this. And, um, I was just going to say that you inspired me because um, next week is going to be what's called Equitable Futures Week from the Institute for the Futures and uh, the Black Structure of Arts Movement, too. And so there's going to be a place that's just on 9th Street called Dynamic Land, uh, where it's about a new computer uh, collaborative platform uh, that's really interesting. So we're going to invite people to, because this is a great lead up to the Equitable Futures Week, because we're talking about that. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're going to play a series of games.
Question. Um, I guess, let me see. Well, the question I would ask would be like, a lot of people are talking about like certifications, and then some people are saying that certifications are necessary. And then I feel like sometimes that can come from like a thing of like validation from like bigger systems. Like, at what point does like like a person's like work history or their work ethic come into like you know uh, being considered for qualifications? Because there's people who have like all these prestigious things that don't even that aren't even really qualified. We just saw the whole thing with the colleges, and that's been going on for forever. Where like you know all these like rich white people is basically paying their way through these exams. That like all these like black underprivileged kids who 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 you know square up to the bone to get into college have to really actually put in the work, right? Where these people are just like paid through and they partying, they on social media getting makeup uh, makeup deals and all this and that because they got rich parents as actors and all this and that, right? So. Like at what point does it become a thing where it's like you actually observe the person's, like uh, you know their work history and their work, uh, their work ethic, you know what I mean? And like and then the balance of that because like I okay so like I have, you know, awards from the Academy of American Poets with like all the some of the most biggest poets you know what I mean from like Claudia Rankine to whoever you're saying is like all a part of this panel and they all gave me this this award right, but but then also like the work that I do also speaks for itself. So it's like, at what point does the, like, what's the balance? I mean, like, what's the? Um, this is my take on it. And it's just one side. Uh, because I don't have a degree. And so our, our company is 10 employees and it's two degrees um, amongst the 10. I'm not saying degrees are not important or any of that. It's just, I, I don't come from that world. So to me, the world I come from is integrity, honesty, hard work, discipline, right. willing to learn, um, especially people of color. If you're trying to be a, like we are a company of color, trying to grow so we can hire more people of color, you can. I can't live in that space. I have to look you in your eye. I have to see what time you came to the interview. Um, We're going to talk for two hours because I want to know everything what's going on so that I can get a good understanding of who you are and your, your integrity. So I've fired people from my company with degrees from Stanford because that, sh that shit's just posturing to me. Like, a degree is cool, but if you can back it up with your work ethic, then that's dope. If it taught you something, that's dope. But to me, what's more important is is your integrity and your willingness to learn. Google and another big company just came out and said they're not putting emphasis on degrees anymore. If you could do the work and you can prove you could do the work with your work history, then then you good. Um, before I started my own company, I worked at Intel and I was making computer chips for all y'all computers. And I didn't have a degree then neither. And I was a 19, 20, 21 year old kid. And so it was people from MIT who had to listen to me from East Oakland, you know what I'm saying? Because it was about, I'm gonna spend time watching to see if you can prove yourself. And Anik, I wish companies were more like that. I think we caught up in that whole, pers that, that posturing syndrome and we gotta get out of that as black people or we ain't gonna win. Okay, so I just want to thank everybody for being here, and um, now we're going to have a performance by Maya DePrima.
like a star across my sky just like an angel lift my page you have appeared to my life feel like I'll never be the same just like a song in my heart just like oil on my hands oh not to love you still I want
Just like a star in my sky Just like an angel on my page You have appeared to my life Feel like I'll never be the same Just like a song in my heart Just like oil on 